is simply red. Chill out, relax, okay. have a sip of this. We start from that. Here he relax. goes. I'm, I'm going to count him in. I'm okay. Count you in. Okay, uh, go. Three, two, one, go. It's like Jeff Bezos going into space. This isn't it? It's this is oh. exciting. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. They don't like the current affairs stuff. They don't remove the current affairs stuff. Welcome to the D Trout Spinners podcast with your friends, Miles Pennell and Gary Forrestal, my contributor. How are you doing, Gary? I'm I'm fine. Is it still okay for me to contribute to this, by the way? I just want to check. I've got a lot of feedback. They're saying, don't talk as much and let me talk. That's not true. That's no one has ever said that. No one's ever said that. Hang on, let me shut my window. It tells me so much to shut my windows. He's like, your window shut, your window shut. Yeah, yeah, no, you shut up, you hear stuff outside. No, his, his window's open. Well, it's a blustery it's day, you know, and it'll pick up in the microphone along with every other type of noise as, as like me pouring a beer gently into my Someone glass. Someone got in touch with us, said they thought that, that those noises were me pouring out a lovely glass of Banrock Station. Now, I do have a lovely glass of Banrock Station or other <laughs> oh, wine, usually, but I don't pour out during the show. That's Miles pouring. No, no, he's a strict professional. Anyway, what a day it's been so far. I've been a bit stressed out of work, but for the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to maintain the facade of a happy, cheeky, happy-go-lucky presenter. Uh, how that was are very you? much like something Carl would say. Like <laughs> yeah, you, tr- you, you reference the fact you're really busy and being stressed out, but then you move on as if you're not trying to talk about it. No. Like, oh, wah, no, wah, oops. a bit, bit stressed out of work, but that's okay. Don't worry about that. Don't chill out. Don't, well, no, don't if, want... Gary. If anything happens on our end, I'm just going to get my my other co-present to come in, which is mm, hello. Oh, uh, Pete. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doq. We do have a mutual friend. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, I'm okay, thanks. And uh, you know, just sort of uh, been busy myself, mate. But yeah, not as busy as you. It seems this morning. No, so. no, no. It's not a competition, though, is it? Who's the busiest? We're not the Ricky Gervaisia. <laughs> Who works the hardest? <laughs> yeah, you've had two weeks off. This is his third week off. But uh, yeah, so we are here to review the Ricky Gervais show. Coming up, we've got our favourite quote. We've got XFM in the community where we go through your <laughs> feedback and we're, apparently we've picked two songs that I we do scroll through my iPod until it stops and then just I've got a good one, one I'm really excited about that one because actually last week I can talk about this now it was the the, the anniversary the 10 year anniversary of Amy Winehouse passing away can you believe it? it's been yeah, 10 yeah. years since that could you no, s- 10 years of Amy and and just reminded me about how much I loved her music and her as a personality, genuinely. And then I was watching loads of clips from Nevermind the Buzzcocks when she was on there, and she's so funny. And Simon Amstel says, she comes on, she's clearly a bit pissed off, but in a really endearing way. And he says, why didn't you do a song with Katie Mellyworth? There you go. And then Amy Winehouse says, I'd rather have cat aids, thanks. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she's great. So I sharp, mean, so funny. But she was, she was like, uh, obviously the joke, and they joke about it, and no one knew quite the extent of her problems, and or they wouldn't have yeah. joked about it. But um, they joked about how drunk she was on the show. But that that wasn't drink, like that wasn't even drink. That, that, no, might, that she was... might have been drunk as well, but that would have been crack or heroin. But that was something. also yeah, the show. Been, you know, I mean, I don't know if they're bringing Nevermind the Buzzcocks back now, but I actually think it's kind of of its time. The fact that you know they would always they had a formula to that show which was bring on someone in the public domain who's kind of a figure of ridicule and then all of the jokes will 
geared towards that one like they had you know Preston from Ordinary Boys Jet Zane or... Dane Bowers once one, Dane yeah. Bowers. No, yeah. not Dane Bowers. It was the bloke from Blue that no well, one. They've had the... Dane Bowers. Oh, they've well, had they... Dane oh, Bowers okay. as well. I think they have. Yeah, they had that bloke who was in uh, Big Brother with it, Johnny Tourette. That absolutely. Oh, loser. that was the best episode. If you if you yeah. want to be entertained, you haven't seen this. Google if it's still on there. I don't know. Go to YouTube and put in "Never mind the Bogscocks." Donny Tourette, isn't it? Donny Tourette. Yeah, it's it's the funniest show ever, and Amsterdam does brilliantly there. Sorry, did you just say Cox? Did you mean the male bird, or what did you mean at that point when you said uh, Cox? No, I meant uh, I, I meant I meant the penis in the shape. <laughs> of, uh, you did, I was, sorry, sorry, I was just. I meant just bird, bird-shaped penis, penis-shaped bird. So, but with that in mind, I suppose. Uh, whilst, oh God, we'll talk about Cox. Sorry, all I can picture is a row of Cox. <laughs> Well, with that in mind, I guess no. now is now is a better time to let get this started. Uh, this How week, do you think we... that opening chat went. Because like <laughs> some, some people don't like the opening chat. I don't think they're going to be. I'll be I don't think, put it this way: if you're if you're a fan of the opening chat, you might like it. If you're not a fan anyway, that wouldn't have pulled you in. No, I know, but I do know we've got a lot of new listeners. Um, uh, it looks like there's been a bit of activity, a hive of activity on Twitter. And I will say this: I have actually tweeted Free Stephen Merchant. So if, if <laughs> so, if everyone could retweet our tweet and get Stephen Merchant, I repeat, Stephen Merchant for the show's. 20th anniversary that'd be brilliant you'd be doing us a yeah. massive favor and a lot it. of paperwork anyway this week yeah, we discuss yeah. episode 49 originally broadcast on the 2nd of august 2002 i think it was bonded shop open cock soup and hermaphrodites lots of knob news including including theatrical castration hitless penis songs of phrase i know you're just 16 but looking all of 21 that's because the child Look older, big eyelids, freaks, homeless, and St. John's ambulance people. Monkey news, monkey astronaut made a NASA trainer, then a colonel, got a pension in that. You can listen to the original show in the description, and then when you're ready, return to us that, for our debrief. You don't need to listen to the original show. You just read it all out. In, <laughs> I kind in, of did. Order. A there's a, well, there's you a lot. Did the whole, that's on, too Gary. long an introduction. But no, no. Um, uh, yeah. So, oh, you've got to go off now. Okay. Oh, welcome back. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I wonder if they pause it in this position, like, and then they come back, and that actually is works at any time. I don't know. Gary, initial thoughts, please, when you're well, ready. Thanks for asking, Mark. I'm ready <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, it's a very good episode. This, I, I was surprised at how good I found it. I forgot that there was this gem at the end of series two because I thought <laughs> I was thinking at the end of series two is you know sort of going a little bit downhill. But well, the, the funny thing about this episode is that on my, I, I think a lot of people will have this if they've got it from the same place as me. For some reason, the place I downloaded this from it includes the songs as yes. well. So I've got, I listen mm-hmm. to the song and the songs are brilliant, by the way. Like that's where I've got Atlantic city. It's like, it's lovely to listen to a panic. Yeah. You know, it's got some really good songs on, but actually it's, it's a different, quite a different experience listening to it with the songs. It's harder to kind of pinpoint where you want to like mm. listen to where they're actually talking, but actually listen to it with the songs. Interesting experience. We don't normally get that. I don't want. I don't know. If, is that the same with yours? It used to be. There was the one that's music. Now there is one with the music edited out. And and funnily enough, I always skipped it because I was like, I don't want to listen to the full show in its entirety. So no, for, it's for whatever reason, and I know the music's good and everything, but this is always one of those shows that I probably would be 
on my low listener count. Although since then, I've been really making up the numbers and quite rightly too, because it is an absolute stonker of yeah. a show. I know what you mean. Sometimes you're not in the mood for the music, even though the music is absolutely brilliant. So I probably under listened to it. But when I came back to listen to it for this show, I listened to it without the music. Yeah. And it's it's a great show. There's, so, there's different sections. I, the, the opening is not my favorite you know the 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 knob stuff it's all right but they make it more interesting like hitler's knob that's that's great section like mm. oh, i said bags is winkle we've already said i said bags is winkle we love i just love that like and any any time where they talk about phoning chris moyles you know <laughs> not where steve when steve said like oh he's fat and talentless and they did who do you hate i didn't think that worked but when they talk Moylesy, Moylesy, i just love it <laughs> yeah it's funny because anytime he does that sort of thing, it's always an introduction before he like did it to his character Derek. He always calls himself Derek when yeah, he does that yeah. voice. Like and he does this time as well. He says he's Derek. I love that bit. I think I've given songs of phrase 10 out of 10. I get I would agree. 10 out of 10. I would agree. Monkey News, I gave nine out of ten. Uh, so that's yeah. high. I don't usually give those high figures. I'm quite, you know, hard to please. Yeah. The woman in Carl's estate wearing leggings, you've already said big eyelids, like. <laughs> that that bit of the chat, I always think like, have I gone back? Have I zoomed back to like series one? Like, has it jumped or something on my iPod? Because he mentions that he doesn't tell the story in the same way, but it it feels like a series one segment that bit about the big eyelids. Well, I that's think a character from um, isn't that Miss Piggy from uh, the podcasts with the person who looks a bit like Pauline Quirk. Oh, well, they mention Quirky a lot. They mention Quirky. <laughs> they often use Quirky as a reference point for <laughs> someone who looks like that. If, you, if you're not from this country, Pauline Quirky is a very talented comedic actress. No, the Big Eyelids thing is always, it just feels a bit out of place. No, it feels, it's good. It's a funny story, but it feels like, oh, this is a series one bit. But I, I and like it's also it not. A, and, it's uh, also not an official educate and Ricky and Carl's kind of scrambling. No, what does not. he, he says, a French fella said women shouldn't wear trousers. And, then <laughs> and Galileo did and something then, uh, with Steve, light. Steve makes a good point, like, in that. He says, and you're supposed to make that link too. Like, <laughs> you're supposed to make the link to Big Islands, you know. But it shows um, how incredibly, like, perceptive his mind is and, and what he's always thinking is, is going, you might be just reading a bit of inconsequential news, but it will take you back to a memory or something in your childhood and he can riff off that for hours. What I do like about this show, and he, he's, do you know what, he's absolutely right with, who wears leggings these days? Who is wearing? Oh, I see. Where... Like, if there's any leggings wearers, I do genuinely want to hear from you because I honestly thought they were like something that you wore like in the early noughties, which this obviously was. But then they died out. They came in for ages and then they they just went away. It's the humble tight that has taken over, isn't it? Mars fashion tycoons, like, <laughs> like, like Calvin Klein. You know all the fashion trends. Well, it um, was no, though. No, I think uh, legging. I've I see people in leggings Do down you? London Road. Yeah, you know London. Yeah, Road. but it's London Road, okay. isn't it? Come on. Yeah, near, it's near my road as well. I, I that shows how you know. I'm, and there's a lot. Well, there's I'm, a lot of homeless there, and actually, the homeless chat does return. Steve's ongoing vendetta against the homeless. And can I just say, that, he goes to. <laughs> As he says, I'm from Liverpool and I'm homeless. <laughs> if you were telling me some Manchester, I'd have given you a slice of my sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah, there, was, yeah. there was a really lovely um, YouTube comment from the where I usually listen, which is Mammoth. And the YouTube comment said, and this just struck me as something that was quite interesting, because they do obviously touch on quite controversial kind of 
quite sensitive issues sometimes. Trans, but in the modern context, it's different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We definitely come back to that. But we'll this guy that said, um, I'm struggling with homelessness, bouncing in between Airbnbs, couches, the closet at the bike shop I work at. These shows help me get through. They are saving my life and my sanity. I got a college degree and was born into relative privilege, but shit happens. This is the best show ever because I can just forget and let go of all the bullshit. Love you guys. So that's from right. someone, you I know. I wonder who... what he feels about the homeless chat, though. There's that's what he's saying, though. Bashing. He, he's saying, he's saying, you know, it doesn't matter to me. The fact, you know, I can enjoy the shows yeah. irrespective of people's attitudes. And no doubt Stephen's attitudes have definitely changed and, you know, quite rightly so. Well, probably change. I think yours have changed as well. Look, given your, some of your uh, statements on the homeless, I'm serious. But I, I thought, I mean, it's interesting how that the kind of transgender stuff that particularly at the beginning of the show would have played out in these different times. Now, I'm not saying what's right or wrong, but clearly it's a bit offensive, but it's like funny, but it would not play out like that today. I wonder no. if we've lost something in comedy or we've gained something in morals. Maybe something a bit of both, but I think yeah. the, what I liked is Carl's fascination with hermaphrodites. <laughs> when yeah. he tries to say... He's always been... Aphrodite? Aphrodite. So, so close! close. <laughs> All I was thinking, though, talking about things that make you think of other things, there was a rumour going around, um, the, the music artist uh, Kiera... Missy Elliott and Kiara did this song called One Two Step. Uh, that was quite a big song when I was growing up in school. And everyone thought Kiara, I'm definitely not saying that right. Everyone thought that she had uh, she had both. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, well, I mean, like, it's, absolute, um... it's absolute rubbish. But it was just, no. that was that was a rumour that was circulating. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, but how did she fit in those trousers? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see her trousers now. Maybe they're oh, leggings. That's I'm posting she a link to that on. song. That's a great song, though. Let me see yeah. you one two step. Yeah, I've Miles. I even played the B side of each <laughs> one two step. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it would have played out different. But I, I do like it. Like swap knob for Fanny. You just wouldn't say that now. Like, but I think maybe they even would because it was they're not as. I don't think their views have changed that much. Probably like they're not really offensive. No, no, no point. And Ricky is careful to say in quite a lot of the transgender issue chats or where they're making fun, it, it, they never say. They, t they are taking the piss too much, but they're never like outwardly hateful. I don't think they're just they just play off Carl's confusion. So yeah, I don't. Absolutely. I can listen to it and see if they really were genuinely hateful as well. I'm not saying it's acceptable, but if they were hateful, yeah. I wouldn't listen. Look back on these shows with no. With it's fondness. it's nice. Some um, like he says, Carl only has this was in the past show. He says Carl only has ignorance and hate, but I do. He's totally sweet. He's a lovely little. Uh, he's no, just like no. a child, isn't he? He's just looking at these things and fascination because the world is. A weird and wonderful place and how many times does he say weird in it uh, in this show yeah, yeah. alone he's comprehending something that's so much bigger than him and it's just uh and how different well, it is it's funny how yeah i mean even the the chat about trying to educate ricky on a completely different topic takes him back to big eyelids and it's yeah. like that's a really interesting link to make but that's true people do do that you'll sort of say uh, and it happens with smell a lot you just smell something and it'll be yeah. like oh, that takes me straight back to time my childhood you know it could take you back to any number of times that have happened since but it doesn't it takes you <laughs> further back 
like seeing a childhood and it can be a word or an expression or seeing something and it's so what smells do you link with your with your mother Well, there's one that was like an optician's (laughs) and i do i still smell and i can't describe the smell you can't describe smell it's kind of like a plasticky smell it's quite a nice smell but that's takes me straight back to that not like all the times i've smelled since but takes me back to that optician's at that time i've got something similar like when um i remember when we lived in tenerife when we were younger uh, because my dad you like yeah, for a year. I didn't know that. Yeah, you learn. You're learning all the time, Gary. Um, <laughs> I've known you eight years. You told me that. <laughs> yeah. on. No, we used to because my dad. Um, he was like performing. He did, he's a performer and he does like you know all the holiday camps. But he had this gig in Tenerife and it was like quite a long term thing. And at one point we were thinking about living there, and it was such an unusual thing. But I do do just remember going to this club and they were serving for whatever reason, like Tenerife, obviously. And they're cooking like spaghetti bolognese, but it was a very garlicky smell. And but it was so specific to you know everyone's got their own way of making spaghetti bolognese. And uh, and every time, sometimes I'll just get a whiff of it in like a restaurant or something, and I'll go, oh my god, that just makes me feel like I'm in Tenerife. And it's so strange. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason. How it makes no sense. I was about four or five. You know. Yeah, that's the kind of age I was at this opticians as well. I think yeah. it, it does take. I reckon Carl was that sort of age when he remembered. It's your first sort of memories. You don't really remember anything when you're three, two, one. But you, I think your first memories are so memorable. Poignant. You can't if you yeah. said go back and remember right now something from when you're four. You couldn't do it. But those links do take you back because they're so formative. And in yeah. those days, you know, every memory took up a higher bigger percentage of your life than it does now because we've lived mm. so much longer lives when you're four if you have a, some memory that lasts a few days that's like a big percentage of your life nowadays you wouldn't you wouldn't kind of get mm. that and you probably smell that garlicky smell loads of times but it yeah. still only takes you back to that time it doesn't take you back to the time when you were 20 and then i just but really yeah. want spaghetti bolognese but i like what, um what smells do you what smells do you uh, <laughs> like listeners let us know do you want a bit of history, Gary? Uh, no, I'm all right. Okay, but I'm going to tell you. Anyway. Does yeah, <laughs> um, so this is on the John Bobbitt story that they mentioned, going back to penises. John Wayne Bobbitt. It's John Wayne Bobbitt. Yeah, so I didn't know anything about his life, but I was reading about it, and it's proper fascinating. He says, Bobbitt, who was 26 at the time, claimed me he'd been sleeping with his then-wife, 24-year-old Lorena Bobbitt, cut off his penis with a kitchen knife in what would become one of the most notorious American pop cultural sagas of the tabloid driven 1990s. It was a nightmare, John Bobbitt says. Oh, yeah. I cleared my thoughts, it applied was. pressure, and went to wake up my friend to tell him to get me to the hospital. Where's all the blood coming from? His jaw dropped, and he saw that it was... <laughs> He said it was like an out-of-body experience. It really takes your breath away to see this kind of disfigurement. It literally was. His penis was outside of his body. We've got a guy here whose penis has been cut off, the doctor. Can you come down and basically put it back on? Have you got a minge to... to, (laughs) Have you got a bit of stew and steak? Oh, my God. My husband said, Lorena's here. I said, oh, my God, what has John done to her? Um, I walked down the stairs and she's huddled in the corner of the living room, screaming and crying in the fetal position. And she said... I cut John. I tried to calm her down and she's crying. Then she said, I cut his penis off. She said, what, you did what? I think I better call 911. Yeah. 
think you should. I think you bloody well yeah, should. Yeah, I think that's warranted. But no, it must be. They stitched it back on, though, and he became a porn star. So strange, isn't it? What a, an odd life. But maybe it was for the best. He found uh, a passion that he was well, not expecting at the time. I've got a similar passion, but uh, no one's interested. So, <laughs> still, even though I grew the beard. Yeah, it's a weird, weird story. It's, I'm surprised you don't know anything about it because I think a lot of listeners will have know of John Wayne Bob unless you're young because he, he was so famous he, he, was, he was a bit like before your time but in the 90s it, it, that story made its way across the Atlantic like the stories do now anyway but back then they didn't as much I bet the headline was a typical tabloid pun wasn't it um man's cock cut off no that's not a pun <laughs> I don't know what's well, so, okay go on give me a typical tabloid pun oh what would it be <laughs> what would it be though Fox alley I don't know yeah I don't know if you've got a good uh, tabloid pun because clearly our brains aren't firing in all cylinders I do Carl yeah, does actually email. we've got an email address and then they give us your thoughts and yeah. Carl does got... actually let his um little bit of his work he does show his workings a little bit when he's describing all those stories he says I always add a little bit of spice to it yeah, you yeah, know, no, he I does sort of let his mask slip a little bit, that. doesn't he? Yeah, there's another place where he lets his mask slip again, and I'm absolutely certain of this. And I've all I've always thought this actually. It's not a criticism of Carl, but I'm sure this is what he's doing. Where he talks about Galileo and lie and lie, and then he, you know, and then he talks about TV, and he he totally planned the next songs of phrase and he knew in his head he'd listened to that song and he wanted to do it songs of phrase and he's setting it up in this chat it sounds so weird the way he says it like literally saying it like make me television uh, go on make me a telly like he knew I, I I think he was setting up his next songs of phrase there he'd already planned it and he because it's so if you listen but it's a to classic bit, joke kind of, isn't it though no yeah, no it's not a classic joke it's just if you listen to that bit he kind of it sounds a bit forced a little bit forced not not criticism of him it still works as an episode if you didn't know anything about the next episode you wouldn't think that but knowing that next next week is his songs of phrases make me television yeah. I think he planned that and he got the Galileo talk in he bought it up and he was he planned that. That's my I mean, it's not the easiest songs of phrase to mash together as well, though, to be fair. So no, no, but I good if he thought did. of it. He thought of it and he 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 brought it up so he could say, oh, we talked about it last week. I just love this show because it just moves so quickly. Like there's no time for it to be boring. And it does show, you know, that kind of that they're so they go on tangents. They they jump from topic, yeah. topic to topic, whereas sometimes in other shows they can dwell too much on a topic that you can you don't get that much humor from this one it's like blink and you'll miss it like there's no weak there's no weak area there's areas that are there's no dead wood gary either there's no dead wood especially as in our relationship it's it's good from start to finish and they do cover a lot of topics but it's just one where all the topics work quite well i mean i thought it's funny it's not the funniest bit of the show but steve like is completely what's that thing you call um, giving a backhanded compliment he thinks right to himself basically his goal and that this bit was to insult the st john's ambulance right <laughs> but he he sets it up so much like could i just say i just want to give so much praise so much praise and he says he really makes a point of saying how much praise and then he calls them fat and like he all he wants to do is insult them he doesn't want to give them praise at all he just wants to like you know, well, he does the same thing with he, can i just say 
happy birthday this year, Mick Jagger. This year, what's that? <laughs> well, that Brian, Brian, Brian Ferry had a birthday. Well, I'm not going to wish uh, Brian Ferry because I'm not a big fan. Oh, sorry, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, love no, that no, bit good. with um, the Central and the Ambulance. And they play that bloody tambourine. Rain or yeah, shine? I know, but I, I, he's so mean to them, but he sets it up as if he's got, if he's kind of being like, and he does that with the homeless sometimes. It's like he's kind of trying to give them genuine advice, like maybe, maybe don't read a book, don't read a paper, yeah. you know. Or so, How so, patronizing like, read, is that? Read the local job adverts, you know. It's so patronizing. But that's isn't he's, that he's also doesn't so that date it as well? The fact they're saying read the job adverts. Imagine that doing that now. Yeah, I know, but you know that's that's the days when they created the office episode around this time where. They did yeah. that thing, you know, the Dutch girls with big boobs or whatever. I typed it in. I've got 3,000 hits. That dates it. And that was around the time the show's recorded. That's the days where you used to get 3,000 hits. Imagine typing that in now. You'd yeah. get, like, probably 150 million at least, you know. Shall I check that? Shall I check that it now? It does date it. But... <laughs> no, yeah, oh, my no, God. No, Do you know no, what? That did actually but... happen once with my ex, right? This is so embarrassing. I was actually looking up some... You cut your knob off. <laughs> that's why we split up i was looking up some i'll just say it, i was looking up some pornographic material i left okay. it on my desktop computer and uh my ex who you know you know when you're you're your past relationships you're like ah, oh, i don't fancy anyone else i only look at you and it's such horseshit yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. but at the time i was very very faithful and everything as you should be ladies and gentlemen and uh but she <laughs> went on my desktop and she saw yeah, whatever trick whatever i was looking at and uh there's a bit of silence for a few days and she brought it up and it was the most uncomfortable i'd been for a long time because it's not it's just a weird at the time it was just pornography is a bit weird anyway i mean it's very weird but it's like yeah i mean cool, got a lot of hot you, water that day you, you brought it up i mean <laughs> I literally oh. no i've got a story like that as well like when i was uh uh, 17 and I was doing my A-levels and I was doing it in college because the schedule was the school I attended it, I had to go to college to do this in the second year so I was 17 I uh, had an essay written or something and does I wanted to um, start an early to the tutor to check what's that why starting early I was just like, because now, now you're a PhD student. Oh, right. Pretty yeah, huge. Yeah. I, there's a big <laughs> gap in between. But anyway, so something came up on the computer, right? And it was this image that my brother had done of a like it had a man's head a grizzly man's head on this woman's with body with with tits out you know it was it wasn't like it was complete it was like completely joke image like but she didn't even say it. maybe she had knickers on but her tits were and i was like something came, and i was like oh but wait no. basically this this dates i'll tell you this dates it i i was on floppy disk floppy oh disk God. not even cd i had a floppy disk i bet there wasn't a on. floppy disk in the house by the end of that it, story though yeah there was no there was no way to email so i just put my essay on floppy disk went to him put it in and it started it took a while to load and i was like hang on a minute is this like because i knew like just before the picture had come up or something and then i i, I put that off that off and i put the essay on i was like imagine <laughs> i was standing in that room thinking no imagine like i started the longer it took to load i was thinking because pictures took a longer time to load i was thinking no surely that didn't surely this isn't going to happen like that so it came up like started yeah, with the head horizontally it down, like yeah. it got started to load and <laughs> i went i'd like went no 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 sorry i'm so sorry that's my brother and i covered Jeez. the screen but then i had to i had to couldn't cover the screen i was like he basically saw it i'd taken my essay into this tutor nice guy 
and it was this picture with a bloke's head with a woman with tits out. And he would, that was the, I was like, oh my God, my, I was so angry with my brother. Somehow it got onto the disc. I bet it was your very good mate, Chris Finch, who put that on. Yeah, was, I love Finchy. <laughs> best cleverest bloke I know certainly but you know but, um, but no can you imagine how embarrassing that was yeah, I just like, I, that that reminds me do you remember there's that Simpsons gag with comic book guy <laughs> and yeah. yeah and yeah, there's yeah. like someone like it was like that oh god that's so bad one of my favorite bits in this show is there's a lot of returns there we've got a lot of knob news too many knob news there's be all different types yeah. of news and we've also got um the return of educating Ricky but we've also got so, the return of hello, my name is Holy Fuck. I'm a Hill. Yeah, 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 he does a bit of Holy Fuck stuff. <laughs> no, which I, I prefer that. in this episode because he does it. I think it's a bit too much in the episode where he does. But it's yeah, labored, I, do, yeah. I, do, I do like it. Yeah, absolutely. Those those bits are good. But I think my favourite general it always like is as I say, phoning Chris Moyles. The story about them phoning oh. Chris Moyles. They tell it on a couple of occasions over the podcast. But um, oh, Moylesy, Moylesy. I just oh, wish yeah. they got through to Chris Moyles. Oh, like, mate, I just so me wish too. Those. But, but I like um, that. Do you want a bit of trivia? On, on that, on. If, if we must. Uh, Ricky says, I'd be the furry shreddy. Wah, wah, oops. And apparently, Ricky's proposed Radio 1 nickname, this is taken from Pilkopedia, the furry shreddy, is a reference to DJ Dave Lee Travis, who dubbed yeah, himself yeah. the hairy cornflake when taken over yeah. as the host of Radio 1 Breakfast Show. And a wah, 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 oops was a popular sound effects. And I didn't, I had no idea about that. So, a little I bit of trivia. I think most people would know about that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like that time you didn't know the reference to the song that they was referring to but that's, yeah, that's the only know. reason it works the hairy shreddy very shreddy i do like the fact that they say you get a little insight into the writing process of those two and just there's a couple of lovely moments actually of them two not just those two together but the three of them together and the first one is he's saying oh we were listening to chris miles and tried for research for the office which i thought that's just a great little insight it just reminded yeah, me yeah. of that time we were writing a thing obviously <laughs> We, oh yeah we are not anyone but um no. we are not anyone how's that um, how's that going is that on channel four fuck, yeah or? no but we wanted to write that thing on constructed reality show so we watched you came around Sat my house down and we watched made we? in essex what was no made in chelsea sorry and uh made in chelsea only way is essex. Watched the first two episodes of each yeah the unbelievable first episode of each. what you do to just uh do a little bit of ground research and it's always into those things that you fucking hate and um when they're saying that they're playing snooker together and nice moments just get ruined yeah it's like a giraffe stool it's like a dra- yeah, it that's... must be like a draft steve Merchant's head but oh i've had that like where someone crashed into the doors where you sat down on the toilet that's uh, it is embarrassing well they used to do that all the time in school didn't they like go over the top if you were do you know that was something i never did at school i never once went to the lose in high school never in, once in, in, in number two well no you, not must, have got, you must have gone for a wee you must no. have gone for a wee honestly yes, never listen never. i know you I'm so there's you. no way you could get through six hours without urinating gary i used to be absolutely well. fine with my toilet trauma these things have toilet trauma that would that, that, be like weird like the other way to not yeah but i didn't hours. really I very rarely drank anything because I was so petrified. It's that uh, it's that the same thing of if I don't drink or consume anything, then nothing's going to come out, right? But well, you, I went to the toilet a lot at school. I yeah, but mind. in those days, like people were just you. There was still in the days where you could smoke in the toilets, and everyone was like, "No, they were you cool. You couldn't. It was you weren't allowed to. You no, weren't allowed to. You weren't allowed to. But you wouldn't get that now. Like, uh, which I feel like we've lost something. Yeah. 
the smoking in the lung labs. cancer rates gone down <laughs> tragically when she says what do you who's the best person there is and they say carol ford i'll ask carol vorderman who's the best who's the best one you've ever had what is that um what is that show with carol vorderman countdown no, not Countdown. The one where they do the... Is the oh, it's the Pride of Britain Awards, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, it's the Pride of Britain Awards where they find, like, um, you yeah, know, like, undervalued like nurses people. Nurses and... Yeah. yeah. And, and I want to ask you, Gary, who's the best person there is? You can't do the scent ambulance, people. But, well, I don't um, think that. Uh, okay, but who do you want to heap praise upon today? Um, Probably all the Welsh little fellas. All, all the Welsh, Welsh fellas. little fellas. That's good. Because, like you know, that. they're, they're just... They're all, uh, you know, they get they get bad press <laughs> on this show quite a lot. The Welsh fellas. I don't know. I'm just thinking of I that little Saudi Arabian fella. Oh, I've got to stop thinking Saudi of Arabian. little fellas. But um, <laughs> who do I think first? No, no, no. I'm going to give a standard answer if I was given a real answer. But it sounds so ridiculous, you know, hokey. I'm not going to say it. But, you know, the 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 nurses and the... And, and do you know what? Mainly primary school Mate. teachers. I've done teaching assistant work in primary schools, rough primary schools. And uh, my God, it's hard just to be a teaching assistant so anyone who thinks primary school teaching is easy it's not they are the best they're my number one pride of britain i'll be up there presenting award next year carol <laughs> and uh a primary school teacher no it's really hard especially when you've got a class of naughty kids do you know what i'm gonna say that's, the best uh, that's person there is I, th- I think supermarket workers actually because it's the most fucking That's bland job. It's not. It's not That's patronizing. So, you know, I know. It's like Steve praising the St. John's ambulance now. It's That's not. how you sound. It's well, so it's shit. Fucking... Your life is so shit that I feel you've done a great job. <laughs> Love. No, you I've know, done like, that like job. Woman in her fifties. Well, yeah, I mean, what? Well, let's go back to jobs that we we all hated doing, like cafe work, boring. Yeah, well, mine was really busy. Work. Yeah, is that, that's what I'm you saying. About the time I got. Yeah, yeah the, the fish counter. Shop. Um, but yeah, it was her. Uh, it's just horrendous. But they come to know me now. It's usually one of three ladies on the soup on the uh, self service checkouts, and they they always authorize my wine at like eight in the morning. And uh, they've uh, they she thought I nicked a bag once, but I didn't. And it was of course she's never trusted me since then. But I, I always put the bag through, and she always checks. In Have you ever? This is a conversation I was having with my sister the other day because, you? you know, you do want to try and expand your grocery shopping to so it's not so confined to just your supermarkets. I have never been to a butcher's and I really want to go to a butcher's or a fishmonger's, but I can't yeah. deal with, like, the sort of small No, we talk. did, we did. We went to, do you remember, we what went to that? fishmonger's to get some uh, haddock or something. For the, for the show, ha- for haddock. The, for the show, for that other thing we filmed for, a, oh. what was it, some, like, trout or something. It was probably that. Like, uh, no, I agree with you. I, I have, I've hardly ever been to a butcher's or a fishmonger's. But I, have I don't know the measurements and stuff. Like, if I was, if I went, say, can I get three grams of... Yeah, no, I would, <laughs> I know. <laughs> What would you know? That might be like that might be a whole hoof. How heavy in, is a kilo? And what bit do you order of the? Do you, oh, do you, I want some rump, or you know, that's the only bit I know. I wouldn't be able to say, oh yeah, I want some, you know. <laughs> can I get four rumps, something. please? Yeah, it's yeah. I've, that's always put me off a bit. Like, and can can I get one salmon? Can I get just like that yeah. bit of the salmon? I don't want the eyes. Yeah, I can when take I those off. Salmon, I mean, like it's in the supermarket in Little Phillips. That's one salmon. <laughs> well, yeah, go to the supermarket then, mate. But you do, oh, those things do always worry me a little bit because I feel like I should be a bit more of a 
consciously uh, minded person when it comes to this sort of stuff. I feel like everyone gets that sort of guilt. No, I, I think it's, it's quite common, isn't it? Butchers disappearing. Like, if you're a listener, I'd be interested. How many of our listeners do go to the butchers regularly? Because yeah. I, I said you said that. I agree with you. Kind of, I never go. To, I've been to the butchers like two or three times in my life. I don't go to butchers, but in the old, you know, not the old days, but back in you know when we were kids, you probably did use the oh, butcher quite a lot more because no, the mate, supermarkets didn't have... have as much meat. You can afford fillet steak though now, can you? On your on your salary, you can... oh yeah, on my on my scholarship <laughs> money. Yeah, it's like a grand a month. My rent's seven fifty. What am I going to do? Two hundred and fifty just for me. Oh, and then the bills are like hundred and ten. You know, <laughs> so he's hundred an insight into Gary's monthly. Well, I still, I still, I still one hundred and fifty yeah. pounds. But what what I do have is a very large line of credit, which I'm using. You do, and an award-winning podcast. Well, not award-winning, but you know, it's not award. We haven't could, won yet, but yeah, could win awards, couldn't it? Um, yet, do you know? But... <laughs> an observation that i do like against very standard kind of stand-up material but they do play magic in cabs they just do yeah 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 or what's the other one kiss uh, no kiss is heart. Too, too modern for them heart, heart yeah. maybe yeah Hot 106.2 i love when ricky sings the jingles i don't know if he does the show but he like uh, it's so he doesn't just mention the other shows he's literally advertising them as much as he possibly can other rival radio shows to the one he's yeah. on that's how much he doesn't care about the job we had a um one station. time i was in a i was in a cab in brighton with with some friends and we were traveling from one part to the front to go to a club or whatever there was about six of us in there and when we arrived at our destination he said it was something like 20 or 30 quid and it wasn't even that much like between however many people we are we said we're not paying it i didn't say that obviously because i'm too shy at the time but they did say that and you know what happened the cab driver said well i'm gonna have to take you to the police he drove us he didn't let us out he drove us to the police station and he said well i'm just gonna yeah i know it's gonna leave you here i got out and i said um Sorry, I know we've got a bit of a situation here, but I really need the bathroom. Do you mind if I use the toilets in the prison? I didn't know. I stupidly said prison when I didn't mean station. And so I'm that was the only time I've been in prison in inverted commas yeah. to use the well we know cubicle. you've nearly been arrested you've been in the back of a police car before it's true enough. That's and then story. obviously when i was in the cubicle steve merchant looked over and he went all right all right yeah <laughs> no you've been you wouldn't been that tall in those days but no um, i can't believe you did that i can't yeah. believe that's another story i didn't know about you audacity lived in tenerife just like not paying your cab fares Wazzed in prison but um yeah i think it's a good time to uh so that was the chat um about the show general chat we'll have um our favorite quotes next Harry's just said he's got some lumps on his arms. I've got lumps on my arms and my hands. One's on my arm and two are on my hand. Like, they, they're red bumps. They're exactly the same. I don't know what's caused them. Like, it's like a measles outbreak or something. It's just Jesus. It's really weird. I don't know. If, if there's a doctor, measles. if there's a postman listening. Postman. <laughs> that's, that's a great case. Welcome back, listeners. This is the D. Trout Spinners podcast. Sorry, uh, we were just going to talk over each other just then. Well, Sorry. I think so, yeah. Oh, I'm used to it now. It's time for our favorite quotes okay so i've got a lot this week there is a lot this week 
I'll sure. start. We'll just go through them quite quickly. Oh, sorry. Can I just say, actually, I was saying Kiera. It's Sierra. I just want to clarify that in case we get anyone saying I didn't say that right. It's Sierra is the music artist I was referring to. Yeah, she went to us now. I don't know who did. It was a rumor and it bankrupt. wasn't true. So what do you call someone who's born like that? Weird. Weird, isn't it? No, no, I don't think the doctor was sarcastic. I was like, <laughs> no, I don't think the doctor was sarcastic. But well, he says uh, he's not sort of well on. Oh, for... I got that. That's one of my. He's not sort of well on. Uh, uh, there's a cock, there's a midge. <laughs> You've got a young girl. I tell you what, she's a pig that's proper cock on her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Right, this, this, this you've got to say is three sentences. Okay. But one word each. Right, back when? <laughs> right, back when? Well, they're filthy. They're stunk and everything. They're stunk, they're stunk and everything. everything. The emphasis on that, stunk. Yeah. Uh, are you that... a fan of the Third Reich? I've I've done that. I did that earlier. But uh, <laughs> yeah. are you a fan? Um, of the th- oh no, I didn't do it. Sorry, on the show, we, Miles and I were discussing what name to give it, and that's when I said it. Like, are you a fan of the Third Reich? I thought that might be a good name for the show, but if we put that on Twitter, I'm pretty sure our, their algorithms would take us down. Like, no, that's that's <laughs> right. Wing content. Um, my next one is, mm, he's an actor, isn't he? An actor, isn't he? How is Pete? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said Bagsy is Winkle outside. I said Bagsy is Winkle. Now let him email in. <laughs> now let him email in. Yeah. I've got that. Now let him email. Right, we've covered that. <laughs> he just wants to move on. This one is so hard to say because a lot of it isn't isn't there. I had a speed run today. I had a practice run, sorry. Yeah, so there's bandwidth. It's so cool if you've got emails and observations live from jail. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's good. I'm going to try a, a recce one for Batum in a minute. But yeah, no, I think that's you did. A, you did a good representation of it. Um, no, you owe us. No, you, <laughs> you owe us. It's so funny. Rick is so good at that. Coming up with that, a lot of people just stop at like, oh no, that we like making a joke that he didn't get yeah. paid for any money. But he he enters as well. Where like, no, you owe us. You actually owe us money. Just big eyelids. They could barely open their eyes. Barely open their. No, the point is the quality of what we're doing, not how early it is. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that one. Yeah, Wait no. till you get to thirty. I've got that. And it's going to be um, my uh, it's going to be my sister's thirtieth uh, birthday this weekend. So happy birthday, sis! If oh, you're yeah, listening, almost definitely I was not. Invited. I was invited. I might yeah, this is well, it's hard. a shit nineties birthday, and I've said, and it's costume strictly. When you costume, say that, you're not slagging it off. You're saying it's supposed to be shit nineties. Shit nineties, yeah, it's the yeah. thing. And so I'm going to do a uh, Jim Royal, and I bought my yellow sleeve polo shirt and as you can see my hair's looking very long yeah and uh, it's funny that she picked a third uh 90s uh themed uh birthday when she would have exited the 90s at age like nine so yeah kind of experiences wouldn't have been like 90s like but i've noticed that with your family in general even you you're younger than me i was really brought up in the 90s i i i I kind of you look every age like yeah, absolutely. But I'm, I'm like six years older yeah. than you. I don't, I'm not afraid to admit it. But um, your family is quite centred around the 90s, which I But it like. is, I think, I think it is for a lot of us. And nice also thing. you do have those, like we were saying before, you do have those formative experiences. Like I remember one time I was uh, trying to learn the dance routine of uh, Mysterious Girl by Peter Andre. I'm not afraid to yeah. admit it. <laughs> Mysterious Girl. Oh, that's a, that's your skull. You keep me so fine. You keep me so fine, yeah. All of the night, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I can't even hear you say that. Um, uh, this is this is a double drive. The car's good. 
I like that. Drive the car's good. <laughs> and uh, golfy, golfy, golf car. I'm going to leave my next one because I know you've because got I, something uh, yeah, special got planned for the listeners. Well, it's not special, but... Okay. Yeah, um, and they play that bloody tambourine, Rain or Shine. Rain or Shine. We did it in the show, but it's worth doing again. I like that. Um, okay, so I'm going to just verbatim. Even the bits where it seems like I've lost my words, it's how Ricky's... I saw this bloke, str- I heard this bloke struggling once. He sort of wants to be a bit of a sort of comedian. And uh, he does one link, it's sort of one sort of 15 second link between each record. He comes back, he goes, Celine Dion, uh, there's a story in the uh, paper again that um, people were late for work uh, on the underground because there were leaves on the track. Just wondering if uh, leaves are ever late for work because there's people on the track. He's simply red. I love it. That, even that the is the most. Goes, I saw, he starts by saying, I saw a boat struggling, and then he goes, So I heard a boat struggling. So that was like part of it. I, I like putting every bit in. Do you know how, even a sort of that, that, like I did one a few weeks ago that, that, it was about about five times as long as that. It takes ages to do the verbatim yeah. translation. Even that, just what I try out. Even though I know it in my head, roughly what it says, put in every er and every r. Whoever transcribed transcripts on Philpedia that are there, amazing job. You did brilliant. It's I should also hard. say, it's not just Philpedia now, because there's actually a website called scrimpton.com, and I do highly recommend it because... They've done a new, it's, it's basically a, a purpose-built kind of Pilkopedia 2.0, if you will, where they have actually completed all of the transcripts. So if you want those, oh, wow. um, I'll put a link in the description. And that's where I found a lot of like the sort of verbatim from this. But that that is such a good point. I mean, so much fun to say that quote that you just did. And he simply you read. Every, uh, um, My next one next is, one. that isn't how it came across in the advert. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't how it came across in the other. Um, I know I like that. This is uh, all right. This is my last quote, and I'm going to say about this one. Right, we've we've talked in the past many times about quotes we use like in general life, and this is one I have used. I haven't given them credit for it. I've used it as my own quote in situations where it kind of works and kind of doesn't. But I guarantee you, and I'd say to you, if you're ever having chat about space. Because no one who you're chatting to, unless they're an astronaut, does understand about space. This quote, I love this quote. I love saying it, and I've said it a few times, and it kind of works, and people have laughed. I've never given them credit, so I'm totally stealing it. But it doesn't, it's not, doesn't sound on the surface the funniest quote. But yeah, you're talking about Buzz Aldrin. That is a great quote. Mm. Like it's, it's, it's one Steve does, but I promise you, try it out, listeners. If ever a space talk comes up and someone's like, you know, inevitably there'll be some confusion. Yeah, you're talking about Buzz Aldrin. That doesn't sound like it works, but it works. And that's the only reason I put it in my favourite quotes, because I use it so much. It's not because it's like outwardly mm. a funny quote, but it's fun to use and uh, go forth and use it and then email in and let us know when you've used it. And my last one is looking at his face. No, it's it's interesting. It's nice to, you know, get a new perspective on all these things, you know, always good. (laughs) Patronising me now. (laughs) Patronising me now. Super, give us now me. So my my last one is just a little monkey getting on with it. Just a little monkey getting on with it. Love that. What's your favourite quotes, uh, listeners? Email in spinnerspodcast at gmail.com or spinnerspodcast on Twitter. Yeah, and now um, next we've got XFM in the community. Yep, this is where we go through your feedback, uh, whether you get in touch with us on email and on Twitter. And actually, a good way, a good, which is a good place to start, really, because I recently put out a poll, 
I, I do it periodically when uh, I have some brain power, <laughs> which isn't all the time. And this one was, what's your favourite Carl laugh? Uh, I know it's rare. So we've got a few people get in touch with us. Do you what have any... What did you put? There were no options. It was oh, a free just, for It all. wasn't a poll as such. It was just a open yeah. question. Uh, and these were the responses. So yeah, Nick says, monkey prostitute, Carl. That's the first time I've ever la laughed on air that. Well, yeah, brilliant. What would you want a cake? Which is weird because it wasn't the first time he's ever laughed on air. It's not the first time. I know it's not. Uh, Peter Fletcher says... And the rope that would pull me trousers, pull up my trousers. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that's series one, I think. I don't remember that. Yeah, this one from Harry. I'm sitting at this bar, right? I'm not ringing up related to anything that's going on right now. I'm just after one of those armbags to meet, <laughs> armbands exactly. to go and meet yeah, Bowie. That's, that's a great one. <laughs> yeah, it's that lovely, like, sort of. You hear them all, like, in their true self, like. Carl sort of had to go to a little laugh. Steve's like, pissed <laughs> off. Pissed off. But if they, you know, think, of, I mean, to our, like, because we know the show, that seems like nothing. But, you know, you wouldn't get any, imagine <laughs> sh any show on the BBC just having pissed off. I know they've said far worse. <laughs> I just like it that they just don't care, you know, piss off. And that's, 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 that's a good Carl laugh. That's like, and the, and the, just the fact the guy's got an Australian accent. <laughs> I just like that clip. Which <laughs> goes back to that point when uh, Ricky says in the last episode, and our listeners aren't typical ex-FM listeners. The people yeah. just tune in to make it's audacious <laughs> remarks. Like, uh, this is from the Cufflinks. Uh, he says, after he makes the joke about not letting the guy carry the bread, after the story about the fella following through and the fact about baguettes being invented as a way to carry bread in the army. Oh, that's yeah, definitely, yeah. that's series one, but I don't remember That's series the one, that's series one, yeah. So to put them up their trouser legs. Yeah, Carl Fandango says, raising Carl in a balloon, they're all just happy and giggly, which yeah. uh, is lovely because they do actually do, well, they don't put Carl in the air, but they put Warwick in the air in uh, An Idiot Abroad, which... Yeah. Take surprisingly less balloons than her and Carl Pilkington. Yeah, so insulting as well to do that to someone. But I know, you know, he kind of got but well paid for it and stuff. But yeah, good go question from Mr. Chips with a Z and a one. Ooh, <laughs> I cool. always, I always think how different I'd be if Carl did laugh at everything Steve and Ricky did. I don't think it would be listenable at all. Which is a really good point, actually. Yeah, no, he's right. He's right. A lot of um, the humour on. The X Family Gervais show comes from not directly but indirectly. It's very important that Carl doesn't laugh, and you know, it's like it's not, it's not just he doesn't laugh at stuff involving him. There can be, and I know he'll turn his mic down at times when they're just having a chat, but in general, his mic's going to be be up probably, so he can jump in at any time. But you never like they, they Ricky and Steve can have very funny chats just amongst themselves. Never as much as a peep out of Carl. Mm. You know, it, I'm sure it's not because his mic's down all the time. That's quite important part of the dynamic that he does not, because he's so, Carl's so relatable, but he's also like completely unrelatable. He's mm -hmm. way over the top crazy in, in some ways, but in some ways he's lovely and relatable. And it's important that he has both aspects of that, of his character for it to work. And, and not laughing is very unnatural because it's a funny show. You know, any other producer would be kind of laughing a bit. But by not laughing, it makes him kind of, I don't know, it makes, when he says something about Steve, like just Steve or whatever, you yeah. know, any insult to Steve, it's funnier because he doesn't kind of laugh along with it. Like, and he doesn't laugh along with anything else. So it's hard, yeah, it's hard to, it's kind of hard to, hard to pinpoint why, but I, I uh, the guy who 
message to that question, I would say no, it wouldn't be as funny. And uh, Carl wouldn't be the same person. He's part of who he is because of his craziness and part of that weirdness. And it is weird. It's weird Mm. how little he laughs. It's really odd because he's a man with a good sense of humour. Like, but... He's just silent. They can have really funny chats or the funniest things can be said. And you just hear Ricky laughing and even Steve laughing and Carl's just silent. And it's, um, it's... But a laugh will often like give away your opinion or like show your your cards, won't it, to the things that he says. He might say the most outrageous thing, but the fact that he doesn't laugh at his own musings lets you as a listener decide like, did he meant that for real? Did 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 he seriously mean that? Or <laughs> it gives you as a listener a greater opportunity just to question everything that bit more whereas you know I mean laughter does I do quite like laughter on radio like I know I'm an absolute giggling fool at the best of times anyway but I can't mm. sort of help that <laughs> it's just probably nerves just... And, and a bit of uh everything. no no you yeah, know no look I yeah, look I, I'm a bit the opposite but you don't over laugh or, or under laugh in general you know, off air you you're the same you're not different on air I can say to the listeners in terms of your laughter but um but no it's I think yeah you've kind of got something that by not laughing not just when he's involved but not laughing at almost anything 98 99% of the show yeah even the funny bits it kind of gives him a persona that his deadpanness when he's relaying something like one of those stories or the stories that get crazy and crazier the monkey news or or educating ricky or something like that it's if he would if he was someone who laughed at things and laughed during telling those stories um just a little bit even just a little bit it takes away the magic because the magic is and we all know it's just spending our disbelief you buy into the fact he believes it and he's kind of like this person as soon as you introduce laughter you know someone knows what they're saying Except, yeah they're, they're, they're like that they're, awareness they're, so yeah you, you've got a point so i think between reminds- us we just got we got it <laughs> we, we got it wow it, and but... it only took about half an hour it reminds me of a really funny jack t joke that he does he tells a joke on stage this is one of the live apollo and um he's telling a joke that isn't funny it's just or just saying something someone laughs and he goes did someone just laugh though he says i hate it when people laugh at the unfunny bits it's just it just underlines the pointlessness of what i'm doing up here he says he says you're you're at a comedy gig i laugh yeah but i laugh at everything i'm mad <laughs> Just laugh is the way he just slides off the audience. Why does he? Does he do a deliberately unfunny bit then? No, no, he's he's just he's just just not the funniest bit. Yeah, no, he's setting up a joke. So I know that feeling. Not all the Apollo. (laughs) Uh, And then obviously everyone's saying um, he's making me laugh that bit which we're going to get to in a few episodes up with when ricky's uh, doing something during the monkey news and and it's like oh yeah what's funny is it because ricky must be doing something like physically but you don't know what it is but it's, it's funnier not knowing what it is it's actually funnier not it's seeing true. it but it's but like can... it's not just what ricky's doing it's what and it's not just what he's saying it's what he carl knows he's he's thinking carl knows his thoughts at that time because you just hear ricky sort of saying something and he just <laughs> And he kind of he breaks up a bit, and it's like, come on, oh, no. yeah. So we've got there's a good range of like, yeah, that's about four or five times. That's it. that's probably the amount of times he laughs. Yeah. So and now moving on to uh, some other feedback from twitter we've had a few new listeners so if you do have any friends that are yet to listen to d spins do do put them onto us like you would a friend with a class a drug that is yeah. isn't that isn't quite what it says it was 
We are the paracetamol of the high-drug <laughs> world. That's how addictive so, we are. We are as addictive as paracetamol. This is from Enzo on Twitter. Just listen to your interview of Andrew Phillips. What an ace job you two did. I'm um, very insightful and seem to enjoy it. Um, you you must have him on again, lads. Yeah. We'd love to have him on again. En- Enzo, thank you, Enzo. This is from Paul on Twitter. Hey, just discovered your podcast. Enjoying it so far. That's good news. Mm. I have a group of mates who are on the same level as you guys in terms of office xfm podcast quotes being part of your normal daily life that's great i mean we don't get many people who do have a group of mates who are into xfm shows just shows how much they're growing but a lot of our listeners and you know you and i only know each other like in person and we bonded over the shows but a lot of people they kind of it's just them in their social world that's why they we wanted to start this community and things but yeah it's great that you've got a group of mates to share it with that, that that's amazing get them onto the show Double figures. No, seriously, do tell them about the show, please. Please do. I concur. FPL Kaka on Twitter says, just started listening to your podcast. Love it so far. Been a fan of Carl for nearly 10 years now. Sorry, it's that so far again. You know, it's like. Oh, could could change. You know, it's like it will, well, I'm not it will it change. Yeah. Well, well, it's not like a marriage proposal, is it? You know, they, they should be they should be more dedicated at this stage. I think. <laughs> Been a fan of Carl for nearly ten years now, and have without a doubt on my one hour commute to work have the shows on shuffle, and they continue to have this magic of never, and I mean never, getting boring. Yeah, which yeah, I have to go. I'm quite. Uh, I actually go back to the office next uh, week, so I'm quite. I'm going to be joining you in in that same journey. Our longer... um, no, I was just going to say, a lot of people yeah. going back to the office, so a lot more people commuting. But I wonder, but it seems like during lockdown, actually, a lot of people did discover the shows, so, and they haven't been commuting. So, you know, um, it wasn't really worth that thought. Me, me a good that. point is a good point. Leave forever, it in. <laughs> Definitely leave it in. It reflects badly on me, and I like that. So Ian Brown says uh, on email... I never thought there would be a pod on the XFM shows. Someone posted on one of the Facebook groups. I'm on episode three and here to stay. I'm enjoying Aww. your pre-COVID days unless one of you perished and you are plodding on solo. <laughs> Aww, that's, that's I've been listening like I've been listening for about 15 years or so. Wow. I don't think a year has passed without listening to the whole catalogue. So well done for making it to episode three. Uh, you got yeah. quite He's a few shows ahead of you. for quite a long time, is he? He's not going to hear this. But no, you may never hear this i would say you know it's probably not just me that think but i i'm not saying the early ones were bad i think you know i'm quite proud of what we did not having experience of podcasting but they are a little bit shoddier they're a little bit shod- in yeah. fact we even we even recorded about five months ago a, 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 like a, a, <laughs> a disclaimer to go to put on the beginning of the first one to say look right when you listen to this yeah we hope you enjoy it and stuff but remember bear in mind not podcasted before it's because it's it's no we're not using it, but it's got better since then on that note gary this is from slavs uh, he says, uh, worst fan review podcast ever, possibly worst podcast ever. I'm a huge fan of the XFM shows, so gave them massive benefit of the doubt and listened to six episodes, but it's interminable. It's two self-satisfied pricks in a pub. At first, you don't mind their diversions, but you quickly realise the premise is just an excuse to, for them thinking will find their pub, pub banter funny. It's literally 80% of their lives and 20% of the content we all want. There's oh. almost no mention of the show. 
Cheers, that is not true. Look, I'll take criticism, but in, in terms of 80 I know we talked, like at the beginning, we, you know, we said we probably would talk a little bit more about <laughs> ourselves because we're introducing ourselves. Like, not like we, it's never 80 20, and it's not true that we didn't talk about the shows, almost didn't talk about the shows. Yeah, we've always thought of you as a self satisfied prick. Yeah, we. We digress. I'm. A, you are the most satisfied person I know. So it's not wrong there. I, I would say that we are. You know, we're not. We we do talk about the show. Do not but justify so, yourself lot, to anyone, Gary. Honestly, and we we've done it. We we we're not we're impermeable to change. We would change, but we we've got a lot of good feedback on our ba- our banter. As it, I'd hate calling it that, but it's not bad. It's not banter. We never got. We hate. We both hate the word banter. But yes, it's just it's just nice chat, sort of back and forth. And so I mean. We, like to combine that with talk about the shows i'm justifying myself i don't need to it was that guy need before. To. read out that guy before who's like on episode three and he's with us forever that 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 would cheer me up a bit. <laughs> well in a way i am going to appear like a self-satisfied prick to so to balance that negative feedback here's some lovely feedback glowing feedback from and andy low hello again is that caprice over there is a really really good episode it's consistently funny you bounce out off each other effortlessly the editing is sharp and natural. That's it, really. Just wanted to say how much I enjoyed it. You've really hit your groove. Also, the improvement in sound quality means we get to hear every slosh of Gary refreshing his glass of Banrock Station when you're talking. Keep up Whoa. the shoddy work. P.S. And this is one for you, Gary. Uh, you selected a Brian Adams track in our Detroit Spinners Library coming up soon. P.S. Summer of 69 is a great song, but The Boys of Summer by Don Henley is better. And I 100% I'm not agree. Having it. They are very inter interlinked though those songs. They're very um they got a lot of songs have kind of similar chord patterns. I just think the key change in and it's yeah, it's really blatant and obvious it's like pulling on all your heartstrings, it's like using the most clearest key. But that key changed from the chorus to the from the verse to the chorus is in uh summer of sixty nine. It's just oh I love it. Yeah, I think it's filth. It's absolute filth. Sixty nine. You know, Boys of Summer is uh is is good song, but I'm not you know, I think you're wrong on that point. But and I I I don't I think you know you shouldn't have emailed. Forget what else you said. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Lovely. Thank you. I just want to say, um, on a from a personal note as well, thank you for the comments about the editing because it, it takes a long time for me to do it. And I and I, I really appreciate <laughs> Yeah, um, Billy bullshit, mate. I really appreciate it. You know, <laughs> all the hours I put in and uh you know, mm-hmm. you've really sure, no, sure, um, sure. no, thank you. I don't edit shows. Mars does, so it's it's compliments him, the sound quality as well. But yeah, that was a nice. That was our last episode. He's referring to, and uh, check it out if you haven't listened to it. But thank you. That's some really kind comments. We like, you know, that's what we want. We're not, but you don't want banter. The B word is never across our lips. Mm. But just yeah, we want it to kind of seem like it's a flowing back and forth, and that's how we talk naturally when we're you know together. So we hopefully talk enough about the actual show we're reviewing for it to be. Worth it. But someone else emailed in a few weeks ago saying good, uh, a really fair comment saying like I really I like your shows, but I can kind of guess everything you're going to say about the XFM shows because I know them so well, and I know you know them so well, and like the things you're going to say are sort of what I expect. I mean, sometimes in the past, especially in the old days we make we've made wider points about the guys from comments on the show but you can't do that you know constantly so i don't know it's like i think he's right like 
sometimes it's difficult to it would be boring i think if we just had a show where we talked solidly about the shows we're going to digress we're always going to people be people that digress but just know that that is us naturally that's what we're like naturally that's what we're like off air we're not putting it on to kind of to, to a persona, bantery persona or be like that. We just be quack, quack, oops. I, I uh, you know, I sound, I do sound like a bit of a, sang, uh, a self-satisfied prick here again or whatever. <laughs> no, but I, I'm serious. Like we don't put that on or try. Like it's not. If you don't like it, then you know that's fine. You're probably right, but. Lots of Aww. people, lots of people do. Cool, you're very sensitive, aren't you? <laughs> well, I am. Yeah. It's only it's only one person, but out of all of those messages you've read, don't they get to you? Anyway, this is from our last ones from Neil Doherty. Something I've been wondering about recently. It's often been discussed, and I'd like to think it's mostly agreed in this community of saucer milk drinkers that there should be a re- reunion show today, or if the radio shows uh, or podcast restarted, that it wouldn't be the same as the tree have all long since moved on. I agree with this premise, but it is always under the assumption that there is a gap between the end of the shows and now. What I'd be interested in hearing is how people think the shows would have developed had there never been such pauses. Let's say for the sake of argument that season three ran on for as long as season two did. People often change their style of doing things naturally over time. And this Good is job also... Good that sentence, by the way, mate. And this is also yeah. and this is also seen in the transition of the radio show to the podcast and now and how it became formulaic would also contain rehashing old stories to an extent. This is normally the case with longer pauses giving time for reflection. If the guys kept pumping out rapid fire episodes as in season two, do you think we would have had higher quality episodes as they wouldn't have time to change their Sony award winning style and would retain the flow? Or would it naturally end up going down the same path as it did always? Hope you don't boil your brains thinking about too much on this, but it's something I think is worth discussing. Keep up the good work as per usual. Thank you. Yeah, it's hard to say. I think because like I look at something like The Simpsons, I don't think the quality would be the same. The Simpsons has gone way downhill and it's just simply like you cannot sustain that level. Even like when they're doing the shows, they couldn't sustain that level in series four. Three, yeah. One, they take to, to build up to it, but I, th- I don't think they could have sustained that level for 21 years of, of doing the radio show. And also, if they, if they had done the radio show for 21 years, it would have meant that they wouldn't have had successes elsewhere and they wouldn't have changed. So, yes, they, to some extent, they wouldn't change. You know, can you imagine Ricky now doing mm. a Saturday afternoon, taking his Saturday afternoons back with the radio show to like 800 listeners, <laughs> like flying in from America? I don't know. You know, he does. He definitely he didn't need the money then. He definitely doesn't need the money now so interesting one. Oh, i think just so you know imagine brain. if she boiled brain. her brain imagine though if if ricky and steve never made the office so and like you well. need those personalities to work together with with carl like they are products of of that show and of their success at the time like ricky's yeah. ego like although was... i'm sure he has always had an ego you, you know you you need all those things needed to be in the right place and i agree that i don't I think, think they would have... no i think it's important that ricky is incredibly successful like during the show even whilst the shows are on the um xfm shows he was incredibly successful then and, and very wealthy um steve was successful but not well known that gives him his persona that gave them their confidence 
you know, that the dynamic changed because of that. I don't think if Carl had been the producer in the days before The Office, it would have been the same. That We know that there's Series Zero out there, which I've listened to, not all of actually, but quite a bit of, and it's, it's very different. They do still have confidence as presenters, but there's something that is adds to the show about the fact that they don't need to do it like the fact yeah. that they can say hard one or six point two and not get like doesn't matter if they get fired they get fired it's not in they're not in any way dependent on the show whereas carl is really his job is dependent on doing the shows you know andrew wanted him to do the shows i know he worked in the week but that, that like the radio station to carl was everything to ricky and steve it was like you know pocket money just it, yeah as, as ricky said is didn't your accountant say don't bother cashing those checks like because they're not it's not worth the time it took to hand the check over you know so yeah. it's important to part of the dynamic it's not the only part and it's not the most important part of the dynamic, but i like it's important in, in the dynamic that they are successful otherwise so yeah if they were still on radio today without a gap i think it wouldn't be as bad as it would if they uh, did a reunion now but it it wouldn't work and the quality just can't there's only so much you can milk car my god they did a great job it's like milking homer simpson or but the storylines are are rubbish now and that's why there's never going to be another d trout spinners podcast this is the last one ladies and gentlemen and uh we're going to end it now oh are we? No, I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you. I was oh, going to okay. say before we started. Well, what's that guy called? That one. Who, <laughs> uh, that, anyway, he, uh, that needs to be devastated. <laughs> so that was our XFM the community. If you want to get in touch with us, spinnerspodcast at gmail dot com or spinnerspodcast on Twitter. Uh, More like bad always... feedback, please. <laughs> <laughs> we love it so really now hit, we're gonna it hits me here. You know, I know. If you had a cold heart, yeah, I mean, just think it's. I think your heart is just uh, an old slab of old, tough meat. Steak. Probably, That's what I think it is. Uh, I literally just had a cigarette before this show, so probably <laughs> it is actually quite <laughs> yeah. tough. Um, to wrap us up, uh, to take us home, we're, we're going to do the Detroit Spinners Library. This is where Gary oh, and I yeah. select a song each, and we plug it into our little Spotify playlist, which you can access in the description. I said at the start of this show, you know, it was the passing of Amy Winehouse, which just, you know, I there was a brilliant series of podcasts that BBC uh, Sounds put out and all, all about her life, uh, yeah. interviews, things of Nick Grimshaw, yeah. you know, uh, loads and loads of archive uh, live mm. audio, which was just such... Could I just give an equivalent? Like, it's obviously in a different, very, very different circumstance and different people, but similar, kind of similar in some ways. It was, it was kind of like, they're kind of like watching the Supersonic documentary for oasis it is it's kind of like like that i i've seen quite a, a few a few bits of a few of them and they sort of show you stuff you haven't seen before footage and stuff mm. and, and interviews but yeah very sad but i think i've put an amy in before well i'm actually going to put in um flags of the old regime by peter doherty uh i was a big fan of libertines they're like quite an important part of my coming of age i suppose and uh, i saw them live with when they did the first reunion with carl barat and they were just dynamite i just had such a good time and it just felt like uh it was just so pure and raw and a real kind of reunion show and so but this is a song was that uh, after he sorry was that after he'd gone to prison for stealing from uh I, I think so yeah but he's does he does loads of lovely solo songs and this one's called flags of the old regime and it's a it's a musical tribute to his friend amy winehouse who i would uh, recommend listening to because it's, it's a beautiful uh, song and um i'd also check out his other work as well because that was some great music
um, welling up again. Um, no, that's, that's it. You know, I've just I've just thought of a song that I was going to put in something else. But can I do this? Put a song by the same artist, but in a different band. Of course you can, mate. Do well, I, oh, thanks, mate. I don't know why I even asked you permission. He loves it when I do <laughs> stuff like that. It, it validates him. I think this was a baby shambles song and not, but it's just, it's like, I really liked it when it came out. I like the video. It's just so, like, it's just with a donkey. It's just, it's so oh, random. Oh, yeah. I like it's fuck forever. <laughs> I, I just really like that song. Fuck forever. If you don't mind, I don't mind, I don't mind, I don't mind. I, 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 just, I will have to pay for that now. I, I just like his lyrics on it and I like the, I just like this ridiculous, stupid, stupid nature of the lyrics, but they're funny. And the, the melody is very good. So yeah. I, I, that, I don't have anything emotional attached to that, like you did with yours. But, no, but it's a great double bill, though, for uh, yeah. Libertines, Baby Shambles and Peter Doherty fans. And uh, that basically takes us to the end of the show, Gary Forrestal. This has been the Detroit Spinners podcast. I've certainly enjoyed this. It's gonna, It's been a bit long, this one, but I, I think it needed to be because it's been so, so much to talk about. And I've yeah, really enjoyed and it's nice show. to spend some proper time with this episode because I feel it can often be much maligned and ignored so I've certainly enjoyed uh, thinking about it again yeah um, what do you want to come back from me or are you just you saying want? that <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just being deliberately like obtusive. difficult as um, he often is yeah I, uh, I I enjoyed it I think it's yeah it's a good one there's a lot to say it was a particularly good show but we you know hopefully we can make a, an okay show when it's not necessarily the best XFM show that we're reviewing but this one was particularly good it's still been a while since we've been on yeah yeah enjoyed it and hopefully you can't tell like I hope this is basically about seven hours after we started recording <laughs> but we had a bit of a gap I'm, well, hopefully know, I'm... the editing was so slick and seamless i would well, also say if you do if you do enjoy uh miles and gary in all their forms uh do go over to patreon and listen to oh, them yeah. more in the third yeah, we were person. talking about that just before you know we, we want no we don't want like a, to buy a jumbo jet but we would like to no i'm I, but no honestly if you can if you can give please give uh, if you can't give that's fine um if you want to give this is becoming an advert for the Salvation Army again. And he'll play that bloody tambourine, (laughs) rain or shine. Yeah, um, (laughs) so please donate to the St John's Ambulance that is the D-Trout Spinners. We do save lives. (laughs) 